Welcome to another edition to Heartland Dirt Racing Management. This is Stevie Slater, your host. I've got Dusty White on here. Um, Dusty and I, have, uh, we've known each other for quite a while and just wanted to, you know, tell everybody our racing lives, worse than fishing stories, I guess, right? That's right. <laughs> How's it going, man? Pretty good. How are you? Well, just uh, trying to stay cool and drink cold beer. Yeah. Stay away from the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of affected a lot of things. Yeah, kind of puts a kind of puts a slow down on a lot of stuff. Mhm. So yeah. that, that that and the heat right now building in. Of course, I guess the uh, the racing likes that because uh, they're they're finally done with that rain. I guess. Yeah. Well. Until I wash my vehicle again, because the last time it rained is when I washed my vehicle. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, like I said when I introduced you, we've known each other for quite a while. Done a lot of my designs on my cars. And done a lot of, on Taylor's cars as well. And and uh, just want to talk about that and talk about how you got started doing that and talk about some of the other stuff that you've done. Well... I don't actually remember. It was 2003 or 2004, I think, when I first started. My daughter actually got me into it. She she was hooked on the racing just like I was, and she said, hey, Dad, let's get a machine and start doing this. And so that's eventually how I got into it. And it, you know, when we first started it, we called it DNS graphics for Dusty and Shasta, and it's changed names a few times over the years. But um, it's kind of funny because uh, you say we've known each other and I've done your cars and things. I was going through some old files the other day, and I ran across this file. Most times uh, when I do cars, I'll have guys that will contact me, and, and some guys know pretty much what they want. They'll send me a picture or They'll tell me, hey, this is what I want, and uh, some guys don't know what they want, and they just tell me, you know, hey, come up with something that looks cool. But I ran across this file the other day, and there was this one guy. I bet there was 30 designs in that folder. And I won't mention any names, but he's on the other end of this line. (laughs) Somebody else must be on this line. I don't know who it is. <laughs> but but he did finally pick out one that he liked, and then uh, we went from there. But uh, I mean that stuff happens sometimes. You know, I sometimes I can't never get what they want. You know, usually I can, and sometimes they'll settle. It might not be exactly what they want, but I I mean I pride myself in the fact that I try to absolutely give them what they want, no matter. No matter what it takes, you know, I don't, I won't send them just one design or two designs and, and, um, you know, and, but then I've, I've got a guy down, Broken Arrow, I used to do letter his cars way back in the day when I did stick vinyl. And, um, then, uh, we lost touch with each other for a couple of years. And then I seen him at the races one time and he said, are you still doing it? And I said, no, I'm just doing design work now. I don't. I don't do the vinyl anymore, and he goes, man, you need to do my car again. So I got fired back up with him, and and uh, he pretty much tells me what he wants, and I give it to him, and they're great to work for, and 
Nav went from him to his boy, the same deal with you. Uh, now his boy's driving, and I do his cars. And and I've done a lot of cars back in the day. Used to do, uh, was you know, I used to design 60, 70 cars in a year. I've cut that way back. I, I'm trying to retire, but I have this group of about 25 guys that just won't let me. They keep coming back every year, and and every now and then they drag a few more in with them. Yeah, well, I'm just letting you know. Get ready for next year. <laughs> yeah, I've already, got, I've already got it all figured out. Um, I'm sure you see my dad's late model back in the '80s. I want to do a retro of that one. I think that'll be. I think it'd be sweet. And you, you know, I I, lo I love doing those. I had uh, there's a, a Dustin Gordon, a friend of mine here in in, uh, in Bartlesville. He uh, he wanted to do a throwback car for his dad, and uh, one that I had lettered in my shop, and they and they'd won best appearing car with it at Creek County, and so he wanted to do a throwback for his dad, and he said. Do you think you can recreate that? And I said, I may still have the files. And after a little looking, I did find them. And uh, he was able to get another friend of his to cut everything. And they put that car back just exactly same sponsors and everything, same colors as it was back in the day. And that was pretty cool. And then um, Chad Davis that runs Modified out of Tulsa, he races at Sepulpa most of the time, but he travels too. We did a retro car, one of his dad's last year, and uh, that that's kind of fun doing that. I, I kind of enjoy that. I now, Chad was like, uh, last year, wasn't it like 177 or something like that? 152. 152, that's right. Yeah, and it was a throwback to his, to his one of the cars that his dad drove. And uh, so, yeah, I like doing those. And I don't know, I'm more of an old school guy than I am a new school guy. I uh, uh, There's a lot lot of people out there does wild, crazy, good-looking designs. And I'm more of the simple, I like the, I like the cleaner look. Um, I try to make the sponsors readable. And, I mean, you can't read none of them sponsors from the grandstands when the car's going around. I don't care what nobody says. But you know, to make them as readable as they can when they're sitting still is is my goal. And, and uh, you know, just give them a good, clean-looking race car. Um, I guess, you know, there's just so many more talented guys out there than me and uh, that can do that. A lot of stuff that I can't. I use old-school programs. I'm, I'm not into this illustrator and photoshop stuff that a lot of the new guys are using and uh but if i have my choice i like the i like the simpler designs than the wild real wild crazy looking stuff well the favorite design that you've ever done was probably i would have to say the, the street stock that you did that was the coolest car probably i ever had i mean i love everything i always have but that one was Probably a little bit more exciting than we usually do, <laughs> but yeah. it really looked it really looked good. But, yeah, uh, I know one thing you did teach teach me to make sure you have big numbers. 
Yeah, big numbers. That's kind of my calling card. Um, and that just comes from me being old, I think. You know, I, I like big numbers on cars. I like, I like, you know, to be able to find that car on the racetrack, you know, and, uh, some guys want big sponsors, but and I and I know them sponsors are important. But you know, I want to be able to spot that car. I want everybody to be able to find that car on the racetrack. Well, I will have to say, I can almost probably point out every car that you did. I can always tell you which I always knew. Well, this is Dusty's car. This is Dusty's car. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. You're not the only one that says that. I have. I have other people that tell me that too. As soon as that car pulled on track, I knew you did it, you know. And, you know, the thing about it is when I quit lettering them, you know, I had the opportunity one time to to get a wrap machine and I didn't do it. And I'm glad I didn't because that, that market just exploded. And um, I don't, I, now I don't have the room and I don't really have the want to to learn how to do it. It makes it kind of hard sometimes because some guys want to one shop. They don't. They don't want to have to pay a guy to do a design and then pay somebody else um, to print their wrap. And then um, you know, if you don't work with somebody all the time, like I work with Randy Salee at All Star Customs in Woodward, and I work with Angie Fletcher at Knockout Graphics, and I've done some stuff for Designs Unlimited in Coffeeville, and all those guys that I do work for, and Chris Pierce uh, in in Tulsa, um, you know, they work really good with me as far as trying to get colors and things right. And if you're not matched up with somebody and, the, and they don't, they don't want to work good with you, you know, you can send somebody something that's got some gray stripes on it, and they turn out to be pink when they're printed, you know. They already and know I, about that pink deal. Yeah, I, I just don't have I just don't have much control over it once it leaves me, you know. And so I try to work with them best I can. And and the lettering and the graphics thing is a weird deal anyway. They're we're all not a tight knit bunch, most of us. They. Uh, a lot of these guys, they, they they don't want to share files. They don't, you know, I've had guys I've called and said, hey, can I have this guy's file? He, you know, I'm working on a photo for him. or And they're they're real touchy about uh, wanting to help you or anything there, you know. And me, I help anybody. You know, I, I jumped in there and, and I, I helped Angie or I hope I helped her at Knockout, bring her along the line and, um she she messaged me yesterday and showed me something that I didn't know how to do. So that's really cool when you help somebody and they turn around and show you something that you didn't know how to do. So and you know, as long as I've been doing it I still still learn learn stuff. And I look back at some of them cars that I did back in the day and I go, Man, what was I thinking? you know? But it's just a process. You know, it's funny that you mentioned about helping people out. I know of one guy that had his car lettered, and he needed the file for the sponsor, but the person who made the file wouldn't share it to the person who was making the wrap. So he ended up making his own design. Well, that sponsor got mad because they made their own design. He goes, well, I can't can't put this into the wrap. (laughs) 
unless you give me the file. And I don't have the file. I can't make this, you know, I can't make it happen. Right. So anyway, after, you know, back and forth, they ended up, I think the guy who made the design originally ended up making one for him for stick it on his car. Well, then, now the car, car still looked good, but that, that sticker they had for the, for their, for the sponsor didn't match with the wrap. And it just, you could totally, it stuck out really bad, you know. Was, right. We're not, nobody's here to take anything away. We're all trying to hear to work together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've I mean, I, I was around racing before I started doing race cars. I grew up in Enid. Um, I did a lot of cars over there back in the day when I first started doing my lettering. Um, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to find somebody to help out, you know, to get you to get some business, to get your stuff. So uh, one of the first few guys I picked was Travis Johnson, which was really a good one. Um, I don't know how many times I lettered his car, um, you know, and, you know, he might kick me some gas money or whatever, but I never, never charged him. It was, it was a deal where I was trying to learn and, uh, you know, and he, he went good and that, that, that helped me. And uh, that kind of got us started and got us on our way and got us a lot of cars that Enid and and it just progressed from there. And um, then I used to race with Keith Campbell out of Tulsa and, and um, picked up a lot of cars there. And that's how I got to know Joel Gorby. And and uh, now most of these, a lot of these guys has moved up and running late models. And and uh, I still do some of them. I I did a car for Miles Moves up in Illinois and. And I've done a car um, up in Ohio and for Mike Kenny and and a couple of his guys back, you know, a couple of years ago. And I did Rod, Rodney Sanders stuff for a while. But, you know, it's, again, that was one of them deals where he was fine with my designs, but then he had to find somebody to print it. And yeah. it's, you know, it's it's just easier if they can do it you know, in-house, one shop, and and a lot of guys have friends, you know, they say, hey, my buddy's got a machine, you know, and, and uh, he, he can print it for me, um, or this or that, and that, that that works out good sometimes, too, you know, um, and some guys tell me, say, hey, man, you know, this guy's a good guy, but, you know, he does he does signs, he's a good guy doing sign work, but, you know, his cars just don't look racy you know and and so i get some of that sometimes where you do a design up for me the main thing is i just enjoy it i just love it it's my little contribution to the to the racing world keeps me in there and uh keeps me knowing how how guys are doing and where they're running and kind of what's happening in the racing world even though i don't get out and go like i used to yeah you know we saw you talking about yeah, you know, maybe Travis gave you gas money and all that stuff. He's helped out other people. I think I, I think we traded a baby crib for him for mine. <laughs> I, you know, it's hard telling. And and Steve, it's a funny story, but Stevie came up to my house one time. I think he was picking up some lettering, or maybe we were doing lettering. I, I don't remember what the deal what color was. What color yeah, I don't remember what the deal was, but him and his family come up, and and we had dinner, and we looked at stuff, and. I said, now you gotta guys gotta have some cake before you leave and so I'd made a mayonnaise cake and he's like, What? 
<laughs> and uh, so anyway, it's a chocolate cake that my mother taught me how to make a long time ago. And you put mayonnaise in it to keep it moist. And I, I still remember that time he had the funniest look on his face, like mayonnaise in a cake. <laughs> I thought you lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you, oh, but you ate it, didn't you? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal yeah. don't even like chocolate cake, and she actually liked it. And yeah. So, matter of fact, I think we ended up making one at the house later on because we liked it so much. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just funny how, and you do different things. And like I was doing some cars down at Tulsa, and Rick McNatt was running down there, and they running on Friday nights, and I did his car, and uh, he he had got in a real bad wreck, and. I mean, I try to help these guys out. I try not to charge them too much, just uh, just a little bit to kind of, you know, that way I can take take the wife out to eat or whatever with the money I make off of that or rent a race, pay per view. And but anyway, he wrecked his car, tore his car all up, and was going to have to redo his car. And I called him up and I said, "Well, when you get ready to let her, don't worry about it. It's on me." And uh, you know he couldn't he couldn't believe that we would do that, and we lettered his car for free and got him got him back to going because I knew it was going to be a struggle for him to get it back on the racetrack. And sometimes when struggles happen, then 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 the lettering part of it gets left out. You know, and and uh, I hate that for sponsors too because a lot of guys has lost sponsors that way because you know something will mandate that they can't they don't have the money to do this or that and then they don't make it back up on the car and then that 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 hurts the racing you know when when that happens and then it makes it harder and with the economy it's hard anyway to find a good sponsor yeah that's that's true i mean when the comedy is good sometimes it's hard to get it but when the comedy's when the comedy is bad it's, it's it's rough but you know that's just something that Unfortunately, you got to be dealing with at the moment. But right. There's been a lot of guys, you know, I trade around with here and there, and, and just to just to kind of help out and each other. And you know, I may not need something. I think I actually had somebody ask me for something, something here recently, and I don't know where gave it to him. I was like, he goes, "What do you want for?" And I was like, "Well, if we ever if I ever need something, just you know, I'll take just take care of me then." You know. Yeah. Just kind of one of them deals that happens, but I'm always trying to help. I know you have always been there to help help out best you can. And but uh, besides the graphics, uh, I know you used to help a few other people, and I know there's a lot of scores behind that one. Oh yeah, I mean I could sit here and I I have some funny stuff that you know has happened you know right off the top of my head, but. Um, I raced with a lot of different people at at Enid and and you know we used to we used to pull some stuff. I I was running one guy one year and you always got to try to be innovative and and so we was running a automatic automatic in our car and and uh, so the guys you know the rule the rule said that if you run an automatic in your car it had to have a torque converter and it had to be full of oil. It was. It was welded to the left rear frame right over the left rear tire. 
and they 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 kind of didn't didn't like that very good. I mean, you know, but it didn't really say in the rule book where it had to be. It just said it had to be, you know, had to have one. It had to be full of oil. So we we were always trying to trying to do stuff like that and and um, come up with something different and. Uh, I was racing, helping Alan Marker, and and uh, he had a car build up to Wichita. Um, Charlie Timmons built it for him, and they took a '55 Chevy frame rail and a Camaro stub, and he built an offset car. Which, in the year that he built it, was it, it wasn't illegal to do that to narrow the frame and things. And uh, I think I think that year. Allen won 26 or 27A features with that car, and the next year they they outlawed it. <laughs> it, it was a one and done. <laughs> but uh, rules. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we won races with it uh, one weekend when um, Bob Drake at Woodward had his track outside of Woodward, and then they they had Crystal Beach. We we won at Crystal Beach. We went to Enid and won, then went to Bob Drake's track on Sunday and won. And and there was a lot of that with that car. I mean, that that car was just just it was just incredible the way Charlie built it and and things and and it it, it was really good. And and it's you know it's graduated from all that stuff. And now um, Kip Hughes is driving for Allen. They've got a late model and. And now they've got another brand new one on the way um, that he'll debut in a couple of weeks. And today's his birthday, so we want to give Kip a shout out. Um, he's a wild man, and and uh, I still do Alan's car for him, do the designs on it, and and then several several of the guys in Enid late model cars, I do those, and and um, but it's just. You know, I'm trying to slow it down, and one of these days I'm going to graduate and quit. I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang it up. One of these days, I keep saying that, but I don't do it. I know one year you're talking about Alan. He, he's a really good guy. I, I, I can vouch for that. And uh, back in I'm trying to think, either late 80s, late 80s or early 90s. I'm trying to remember when it was. I think it's early '90s. My dad was racing the Winter Nationals, my Nationals that weekend. Um, he wasn't driving it. Uh, Morris Mallory was actually driving it. And <clears throat> anyways, we were running the Winter Nationals. And of course, you know, most time back then, the Winter Nationals two or three day show. Well, he we blew the transmission one night. You know, when I'm talking blue, I mean I'm talking fireball. You know, it was it was it was gone. Nothing left of that transmission when it was done. And Alan went up to us. I mean, as soon as Morris pulled in, went up to my dad and said, hey, if y'all need a transmission, I got one over here in the trailer. Just go ahead and put it in tonight. And we put it in and ran it the whole, whole weekend. I, I'm i not even sure, but I don't even, I think Alan just told him to go ahead and keep it. But, yeah. You know, that was, you know, things like that I always – it's kind of funny that you remember things like that. Like you said, it's early '90s, and so 
But uh, I've always, always liked Allen. He's always been a good guy. Yeah, we pulled uh, we pulled a good one on uh, Bobby Kohler Jr. one time at, at Enid. He he was coming up to Enid and racing against us, and and he was winning. And then we we rolled off a couple of wins. And so one night I went over there to his trailer and I said, "Hey, you." I don't remember what it was, but I said, "Hey, you got such and such gear we can borrow." And he said, you're going to run that here? And I said, yeah, I think we are. And uh, so uh, he loaned it to me, and I went over there, and we went out in the out in the feature that night, and we outran him and won the race. And so after the race was over with, uh, I went and pulled the gears out of the car and took the gears back over there to him, and unbeknownst, them, them gears never made it in that car. I set them in the pan and drained the fluid in them so they'd be warm when I took them back over there to him. So the next week, come along, and racetrack was about the same way as it was the week before, so I went over there and said, hey, man, can we borrow them gears again? He said, nope. I said, oh, come on. He goes, you could, but they're in my car. Well, we beat him that night, too. So, um, he he knew he knew as soon as he pulled out on the racetrack and took the flag what 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 had transpired. But <laughs> any, any, anyway, thing, things like that, you know, memories of different stuff like that was always kind of fun. Things things you do and fun do uh, to other people, you know. But I'm sure I had I'm sure I had some pulled on. We had some pulled on us too. But. Um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, but, back then, uh, I know my dad in the late models. He didn't really race that much at Enid. He would race a lot at Meeker. <laughs> and what's the funny thing about the whole reason why he raced at Meeker? Because he said, "I go to Meeker to go make my money, so I can buy tires, so I can race at Enid and be competitive." <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, because back then um, it, it wasn't no joke. Uh, yeah, you had, to, you had to really have your stuff together when you raced back then. Yeah, you could do over Maker. You know, it's, it's a real heavy track. He didn't use that much tire, but over Enid, boy, we well, went through some tires. <laughs> well, uh, when I, one year when Alan and I had a car, and we used to keep it at my house, and and the car. I, I don't remember what class he was running at the time, but the car was so dominant that we'd win on we'd win on Saturday night. And we'd take it to my house and sit there all week. He'd come over on the next Saturday and we'd air a couple of tires up because they'd be flat sitting on the trailer. And we'd hose it down with the hose and kind of just give it a good look over and go to the racetrack with it. But you can't do them things nowadays. They're way way more work involved in them now you you uh you better go by the 6p rule and make sure you're well prepared because um one little mistake and or one little change can take you right out of the ballpark nowadays yeah it's funny that you mentioned that like last weekend i wasn't going to be able to come home until friday night and I had a few things I still need to do on our car. You know, I want to tra- change rear ends because I had the wrong rear end for uh, Enid. It had more gear in it. And 
also I wanted to scale the car out because we put some new shocks on. Uh, our old 41 shocks that actually did a really good job on our shocks. Now, we haven't even got to try them out because we haven't done. So I've been really excited about trying them. And uh, anyways, I, he gave me a little kind of a cheat sheet to kind of help us scale the car out. And I was like, well, let's go try to get this as close as we can as he, he suggested and, and we can go from there. Well, I knew there was no way I could get all this done on Friday night. So I told told him and told my wife, I say, hey, let's just call a week. We can go back July 11th and, and be prepared. I, there's nothing worse than going to a racetrack not being prepared. And because you can think you're prepared, but then you get out there on the track and you will miss something. And, and you know, it's a lot it's a lot harder or a lot easier to lose now than it is, you know, maybe 20 years ago because the competition, you know, there's so much technology with technology with this competition that you have to be, you have to be having your A game on. So yeah. I think it took me a few hours to get where I wanted to be, you know, Saturday night, Saturday, just to make sure I got what I wanted. Right. But, but yeah. So now, so now I've got a question for you. You, you, you know, you're you got your son racing and things now. So, how old was your son when he decided he wanted to he wanted to race? Well, his first word was race car. <laughs> so I'm assuming as soon as he was born, he wanted to go race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we started with the go karts, and I. Man, I'm trying to remember what year we started the go karts with a flat cart. Um, it's been a few years ago, but, and he wanted to actually get started before that, but we, I think we held back a couple of years later than I wanted to. And he did really good in the flat carts, and then we went to the outlaw carts and did really well with that. And you know, and he's been chomping up a bit about racing, racing the bigger cars. And, so I pretty much did what my dad did and gave up my racing so he can go racing. But uh, I uh, really want to race again. I want to. I've always told my dad that I wanted to race him. We never got to ever, ever get to do that. And I mean, Caleb just wants to race me, and I'm gonna try everything I can do to get that make that happen. So, that would be that would be cool. That's. I mean, if I could figure out a way to get a car and and go race, you know, I, I would like to race four mod with them. If not, I, I kind of really honestly would like to get him in a stock car, me in a stock car. Um, that's, I think he'll have a lot of fun in the stock cars. I've always had fun in the stock cars, but I had a lot of fun in sport mods as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing of, I want to do, like, you know, let's talk about the retro thing. I've been telling them, I was like, I'd like to go get a nine stock and and uh, do a retro car with my dad's late model because it'd be pretty similar to his late model as far as the looks. Right. Do a retro of that, but then if I do that now, and I got him a new nine stock, and I'm still trying to figure out how to get another car to go, so I can go race because I said I... You know, I, I was out for a few years because of the uh, 
because of the promoting. I wanted to be fair for all the drivers. If I was promoting, I didn't want I didn't want to race. And plus, I also wanted Caleb to to have his time in a race car, and I wanted to make sure he got all the racing he could. And right now, we haven't been racing as much as we want to, but now we're going to try to go do that again. But like I said. Somehow, if I can figure out to get back in a race car and race against my son, that's that's a that's a dream that that I want to do, and I'll do anything to do to make it happen. That uh, you brought up that promoting thing. I remember getting a phone call one day. Hey, guess what I'm going to do? And I said, I remember telling you, are you an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I said you might. You you want to make a bunch of enemies or what? <laughs> well, damn sure did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 promoting thing is not anything I think I would ever want to. Uh, but I want to clarify the, the whole enemy thing. All right, I'm a, I'm I told you from the beginning I'm going to build this for racers by racers. Right. Tried to do the best I could. I had my intentions to do everything I could to make it good for the racers because that's what I cared about. I cared about the racing. I cared about the race car drivers. I cared about the track promoters. I cared about the fans. Right. Sometimes things just don't go the way it all planned out to. But I do want to tell everybody for the past few years that I did this, I do want to thank everybody's support, including you. You know, I want to thank everybody's support. That's been behind me. I want to thank all the drivers, thank all the crews, thank all the track drivers or track promoters. I, you know, I appreciate everything. Now, well, that's a that's a rough deal you got into though, and you know most of your most of your good promoters, you know they uh, they've been in it a long time, and you know you hadn't you hadn't been in that situation a real long time, and right, and, and you grabbed a. You grabbed a, a hornet's nest getting into that deal, uh, you know, and I would think that the promoting is kind of like the graphics business. There's there's uh, a lot of people out there doing it, um, but it's, I don't know, I just, I've heard too many horror stories from too many people about, boy, you lose all your friends, you you lose all your racing buddies, you, you, you know, and and you know, I tried to help you best I could with what I could do for you, making banners or, or whatever to help to help grow it. Uh, but it, it it's a tough thing, you know. There's and and having to try to please everybody, I can't even imagine, you know, well, what what that like, would be like. Like Mark Brill told me when I decided to do it, he said, "I want you to take your phone, and I want you to delete about half your half your contacts." I said, why yeah. is that? He goes, because you ain't going to need them no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I will say that I met a lot of great people. Yeah. Uh, throughout the years. Uh, one particular person that I I met that I cared a lot about, <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of other people cared about, was Don Reed. And, you know, it's kind of sad that it happened. The same year, I stopped doing series. We lost him as well, but uh, yeah. But the Reed family is a good family. Yeah, and you know, they're all, all the racers are good. You know, they're just 
they're like everybody else. You know, they they have bad days. They have bad times. They have things that happen to them. <laughs> and sometimes I'm sure you caught the blunt of things that, you know, they might have had other things going on. And, it, you know, it, 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 something might not really had to do with you. They, they didn't see something the way that you see it or, you know, I yeah. mean, it just just that's just the way that it happens. Um, I've had skirmishes with, you know, different lettering people before. You know, I I had one guy tell a bunch of my people that I was nothing but a hack. You know, and I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna get that no matter what you do. You're gonna get that sometimes. You know, and you just take the good days and don't worry about the bad days. Yeah, uh, you know. Thing is, is uh, a lot of people forget is the fact that uh, you know you're not the only guy on the track. <laughs> yeah, There's twenty other ones too, or nineteen other ones, or whatever you want to say. That you're that ever that one person's or one person may be watching. Yeah, yeah it makes it tough. But yeah. you know, it's something I've, I've said before, though. I think every racer ought to to have that experience at least once. Just not even just like a whole season or whatever. I'm talking about one night promote their yeah. own race. You know, yeah. and give them some kind of special points for that night for for running running the show. You know, yeah. run the show or do a, be a flag or something. Because I guarantee you, when these people see this behind the doors, uh, I think they'll their their attitudes will change a little bit. <laughs> Most of them are smarter than that, though. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't want they don't want to get involved in that. You no, know, some of them just get go full full retarded and decide to go ahead and do two series. <laughs> I almost <Yeah>. did three. <laughs> well, you know, and and I man, I just can't even imagine the nightmares of that. But you know, well, it's a full time job, but you know, it. You know, like I said, there were some bad nights, but there's a lot of good nights and there's a lot of great stories that I have behind it. And, right. you know, like I said, I met a lot of good people. I got to see a lot of tracks I would know I never would get to see. And, right. uh, and I was sitting there telling a guy oh, about two or three weeks ago about Belleville. You know, matter of fact, uh, it was a year ago last year. You know, we went to Belleville, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I've seen some big tracks, but I've yeah. never seen a big dirt track like this ever in my life. Yeah. And, and when you hear a sport mod hold hold it wide open all the way around, and you almost feel like you're feel like you're at Talladega. It was the craziest thing ever. But I sit there in the infield, watch the whole thing, and it was it was wild. <laughs> I I remember the first time I ever went there, and and. Uh, they, the, it was for a late model. I think it was for an NCRA show. And we pulled in there and I seen them big four foot by four foot numbers in each corner that they had. And, and I, I asked the guy beside us, I said, man, why they got them signs in the, in the corners for? He said, cause the place is so fast, you lose your, you, you don't, you, you lose your sense of where you're at. You don't, yeah. you don't know, you don't know where you're at on the racetrack. And, uh, you know, Scott Bloomquist went there. I don't even think he raced there. But he went there. He They were racing somewhere else, and he went there one night and watched a race or something. And he said, that's got to be the fastest racetrack in, 
in, in the country. You know, he and I mean he. You know, you're talking about a guy race everywhere. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's incredible when you see, see a late model or a modified or something go around that place and never lift. You yeah. know, it's just, it's, Wild. it's, it's mind blowing, you know. And, uh, I know the first guy that I went with there, um, you know, we didn't last very long and the motor went away. You better have some really good equipment. Yeah. When, you know, when you, when you go there and run. And, I'll tell you what, when Hessen spun out and, and then the car lifted off the ground, that was, it, it, <laughs> it freaked me out, you know. And, I, you know, the thing is that I care, you know, that's another thing, go back to promoting. I cared for these drivers. Yeah. But man, I kid you not, I went over and hugged Hessen. I'm, I'm so glad you're okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so do it, you think, do you think the sports? Do you think the sport mod division is a dying division? I had a guy told me five years ago that Southern sport mods will be gone in five yeah. years. Yeah. Or I wouldn't say it was five years ago. It was actually three years ago he told me. He said five years Southern sport mods will be gone. Now I've known, I've, you probably, I'm probably sure you've seen this, but a lot of sport mods are getting, people are getting rid of here recently. And it's scary. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That are either going to a pure stock class or late model or modified, and you know, and they need to get they need to get control of the sport mod class if they're going to if they want to keep it they need to get control of it, and there's no control of it right now. So is the B mods going to take that class over? I kind of feel like it will. Yeah. Um, obviously, UC81 Speedway now is USRA sanctioned. Yeah. And obviously, you see USR sanctioning coming from the south. Now they do have limited modified, limited modifies, which is basically sport mod. But there's a little bit difference in the rules. If, if you notice, there's shorter spoilers. You know, B mods don't have any spoilers. Right. And they're they're allowing the 90-inch Fords, but you get around 14 gears. I just feel like there's going to this. Last year, I said, well, there'll be a change. This year, maybe a little bit more change. And I, I believe by next year, it's going to be a big change. And yeah. I, you know, it, I hate that. You know, the sport mod deal was pretty neat when they first started. But you got to remember, when I first started, um, we ran hydraulic cams. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I think when they originally first started, we had, I think they had hydraulic cams, and you couldn't have aftermarket shocks. What I say aftermarket, racing shocks. Couldn't have racing shocks, and I think they ran scuffed tires when they first originally started. Right. But now you see them, and it's a, man, if you don't have a good set of shocks, you're not going to do any good. Yeah. And And everything keeps evolving from day to day. And I've seen a lot of guys who are competitive. they don't do well. I'll just put it this way: I use their old tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because those guys run about one or two nights on them, and they go get new tires. And yeah, you know, you know hundred twenty dollars piece that that adds up quick. And that's yeah. a lot of reasons why a lot of guys are going late malls because they're telling me, which knowing that I've been around late malls back in the day, they're telling me late malls are cheaper than sport malls, and I just 
I'm so surprised about that one, Looper. <laughs> but I, I do know a lot of guys that, that sold their sport models and went to late models. Well, that's like my friend up here, Joe Gorby. He, uh, I mean, he'd been racing late models for, you know, quite a while. And, and this year he ventured out and he built his own car. Um, he, uh, he started his own, started building his own cars. He built one for himself and, I think I think there's uh, another one in the works. It's going to be three, I think, maybe before the year's up. Or yeah. and uh, you know he's already got a win in it, and the car's pretty impressive. He he went to Wichita, I think, the first night with it, and and run second or third, and uh, you know that's pretty impressive to me that he can build that in his shop. You know, build his own car to compete with the rockets and the and yeah. the, the master builds and the MBs and you know that you can do that you can do that you know a lot of these chassis companies got 20 30 40 years ahead of yeah. them yeah you know yeah and and you know uh, that that's just that just amazes me that that he could jump out there and do that because that's such a competitive such a competitive right. class you know and and uh he picked up the win at his home track at Caney, I think it was two weeks ago, and and you know people will say, well, you know, it's a home track and this and that. Let me tell you, it's hard to win anywhere against against any competition. I yeah. I thought I I talked to a lot of guys, you know, it, it, it's very it's very tough to get a win, and and um, you know you rattle off three or four a year, you know you you. You've done really good, so. Well, people don't and, give it to you. <laughs> no, they don't give them to you. You got to, you got to earn them. But, yeah. but for him, for him to do that, I, I was pretty impressed that he could build a home built car and take it out and, and and it do so well right out right out of the box. You know, uh, it, it didn't take a half a season or a season to get it to get it to where it was up to speed. You know that that's pretty impressive. Impressive to me. Yeah. So that'd be another cool car that I'd like to drive at least one time. Is just try out a late model. You know, my dad's yeah. one, and I remember riding on the back of my dad's car one night. And that hit the gas, and it was like the power of the cars is it was yeah. wild. You know, and of course that was back then. There are a whole lot more of a car now. And yeah. The chassis or their, their suspension and stuff is way, way advanced. Matter of fact, uh, Dad's last late model he had, <clears throat> uh, Larry Phillips actually built his car. So, which is Terry Phillips' dad. Boy, that's a good one right there. I watched that. I watched that guy race a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. I've, I actually met Larry Phillips, and I. I actually went to Lakeside one night, went to I seventy another night and watched 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 the races there and uh of course this is when it was asphalt when I went and watched. Because you know Lakeside has been back and forth. And and uh after the races at Lakeside I went over to to, to Larry over and said, Hey, uh, sorry to bother you, but I, I was wanna know if I can get a get an autograph from you. And he goes, why would you want to get an autograph from me? And I said, well, sir, you're the best. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he goes, no, I don't think so. I said, yeah, you are. You know, he was, he was, he was a heck of a will man. Yeah, he could win in anything. I, I uh, went over to show me 100 with a friend of mine from here, and he he didn't know who Larry Phillips was. I mean, he'd heard his name. Larry quit quit racing, and then he got kind of back into racing, and he was driving one of Terry's cars over there that weekend. And and uh, we went walking through the pits, and as soon as I seen him, I told my buddy, I said, better keep an eye on that old man right there because he's going to put on a show. And uh, he was like, you really think so? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he made the race, and I don't know where he started at, but he started pretty deep. And by the 70th lap, he was like third. And I said, see what I told you about that old man? You know? So, yeah, he, uh, he, he. of course, he was, I've seen him many a times, you know. He, he, he was a little rough sometimes. He would... Uh, He'd give you a little shot every now and then if you were in his way, but yeah. he was. It was fun. I grew up watching him and Moyer, and and them guys. Billy Moyer was probably my favorite driver when I when I was growing up and, and in the late model ranks. And and we was at Woodward one time. I was with Alan, and we had a we had a factory stock car or, or a limited late model something over there. And, Moyer was over there running us when he had that black 21 Larry Shaw car. And uh, I went over and was talking to him, and I said, uh, could you do me a favor? I said, could you just come over and look at our tires and kind of give me an idea on what to do? And This was before, I mean, yeah, he was known, but he wasn't, you know, what he is now, you know, and a legend. And he come over, you know, he took the tape measure, measured every one of my tires, you know, and to put this one there, put this one there, put this much air in this one. Ask me what shocks and springs we were running. And I thought that was really cool that a guy of his caliber and, and you know, would come over and help a guy, you know, that was trying to learn and, uh, you know, give me some pointers. And, and I never forgot that. You know, I thought I thought that that was, that was really cool. And, and so I, I followed him. All the rest of the time, still following to this day, it still amazes me that he's still racing and still winning. Yeah, he's he's a heck of a he's a, he's a really good real wheel man as well. You know, I was talking about I seventy a while ago. <clears throat> I had a I was yeah, I was pretty young back then. Anyways, I had the junior fan club, and uh, I went in there and I actually won the junior fan club. And I actually have a picture of it still. And they let all every kid who won the junior fan club would get to go ride in the car around the track. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been to I seventy, but that was one high bank track. Yes, I was. <laughs> I went. I went to I seventy and watched the ASA race with uh, Kenny and Earl Dennett. Flew up there, went to the races and. After the race is over with, all the racers come back to the motel there. And, uh, Dick Trickle, we hung out with Dick Trickle up on the balcony, and he said, you guys want a beer? He said, just go there in that room. The the door was open, and I remember walking in that room and looking in there, and there wasn't no beer. And he goes, no, it's in the bathroom. Then he walked in the bathroom, and the bathtub was plumb full of beer. And Michelob, uh, uh, not Michelob, um, can't remember who it was that sponsored him, but anyway, 
they just had the bathtub plumb full of beer and ice. And they was they was partying and a couple of the guys had went across the highway. There was a grocery store over there and they'd got four grocery carts out of the out of the parking lot and they brought them over there and they'd put one guy in the cart and one guy push and they was having races around the swimming pool. Well, when we got when we got up the next morning, needless to say, there was four grocery carts in the bottom of the swimming pool, and the and the hotel staff was fishing them out. And uh, all all them guys would party all night, and you walk through the pits the next morning, Sunday morning, and they they all hollow eyed and wore out, and and uh, there was a seventeen year old boy over there in an orange number two car by the name of Mark Martin, and. Uh, he had turned in about 9.30, and he just wore them out, every one of them. But, uh, that, that was pretty cool. That, that was the first time I'd ever seen any shopping cart races around the swimming pool. That's hilarious. That, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that, uh, yeah I remember when I rode around that track. I, I mean, I almost slow as we were going because it was just idling around, basically. And I almost felt like we was going to roll over in that, in that car. But that was a pretty cool experience to be to be on that track. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned that you bring out Martin Martin. My dad actually raced Martin Martin on the dirt track one time. He said he, he couldn't. He said he, I think he's really he was really young. Martin Martin was really young at the time. And I think he, I don't know when he started, but it was a dirt car. And he said this car. Do you remember this car showed up? A number two car. And, and this little short little kid came out, and of course everybody didn't know who he was. But at the end of the night, they damn sure figured out who he was. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he annihilated them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember when we were sitting up there talking to Dick Trickle, and and uh, Dick Trickle was talking about some of them different drivers and different things. And I'll never forget he said. Uh, he said, yeah, he said, I blew motors up. He said, I've wrecked cars. He said, I've drove from different people. He said, but the one thing I've learned is I'll go out of this world the same way I came in it probably, naked and broke. <laughs> yeah. But he was quite a character. But Yeah, he was. He, he's one of, he was one of the, the probably the last of the, Probably the greatest generation of the racers, one of the few, you know. Yeah. The the the, the generation now, the drivers are are just different. They're way yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. And that's not just going to NASCAR. We're we're talking about dirt and everything. They're just yeah, they're all totally yeah. Different. They're just totally different. <laughs> and and you know the thing that gets me sometimes and. Like you go to one of these USCMTS races or whatever, and I know these guys. Like last week, or I watched some pay per view where they run for, I think four nights in a row or five nights in a row. And I realized most of the time them guys are in a hurry to get out of there because they're headed somewhere else. But uh, I remember the days when you'd sit around in the pits for two hours after the race was over with, and talk to people and hang out or. Pull around out front of Enid Speedway there out in the parking lot, and and a lot of times the sun be coming up before we would leave. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody hanging out and having a good time. But most of the time now, by the time you get to grandstands, you get to the pits, these guys are loaded up, 
in their haulers pulling out. Not very many of them hang around anymore. And I mean, I think it's good that they do the autograph sessions and things, you know, during the middle of the races and stuff because these these guys don't hang around and, and stuff like they used to anymore. That used to be the highlight of the night when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. When the races were over, I got to go over and hang out with all the racers, you know. Because when you're a kid, you kind of feel like one of the tough, one of the guys hanging out with all of them. Yeah. And, and of course, obviously, you know, the older kids like it as well because they go out there and hang out and drink some beer and tell a few lies and and go home. But uh, I think the probably one of the ones that I remember in Enid is my wife and I were thinking about moving to Enid. Enid. And uh, we were going to go the races Saturday night and go look at the house on Sunday night. Well, I can tell you one thing: if you go to Rampin and go drinking, you better be ready to go drinking because them Enid boys can put some drinking on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but all I can remember is I was in the bar. And I had somebody say, hey, look out. There's a beer bottle flying across. And and this guy gets hits, hits in the head with a beer bottle, blood running down his face. And then the guy just starts cheering. It's like, that was awesome. The guy that got hit. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'll, t- I'll tell you another good story about Enid. I was uh, when uh, um, they was having the races there and, we went down to Muskogee in 721 car Van Gimmel. Um, he was driving for Don Carpenter and something had come up. He couldn't drive the car that night or something. and uh, Something to do with Kirby or something. I don't know. He had to be out of town. And anyway, so they put Ferris Collier in the car. And Larry Phillips was there that night. It was a big race. And, and Ferris started on the outside pole and won that race. Well, uh, Van lost his ride right, right there. And so then they wound up doing the 721 car. So, of course, I showed up at Enid one night and went down there. And after the race was over, and I knew Curly and all them guys. And I had my C88 hat on. And uh, so Curly thought it was quite funny. He peeled it off my head and poured some gasoline and set it on fire. And, of course, everybody laughed about that, thought that was a good time. And Van wound up getting me another one and bringing it to me the next week. But so a little while later that summer, when they was all racing up at Hutchison, they'd all left and go up there on Friday. And then I think it would run Friday and Saturday, or I don't remember when it was. But I went and bought me uh, 50 pounds of ammonia nitrate, and I went over to Curly Hills, and I wrote C88 right in his yard in the hottest part of summer. And uh, if the neighbor had not gave me up, uh, he 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 would have been in trouble because that would have burned into his lawn and been there for a while. But but yeah, I uh, I tried to pay him back with that. But um, <laughs> we used to, used to have a lot of fun with them guys and and uh, growing up, you know. And then um, I have I have three daughters and I have a son and my son. Uh, you know, most most people know my son. He 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 lives in Wellington, Kansas now, and I think he's working for BSB now, doing something for them. I'm not sure 
uh, what he does sales or what he does there. But he's he's been around racing all his life. And then I have three daughters. My oldest daughter, she never cared nothing about it. Uh, of course, she has to help me with the lettering. And she was the one that I always thought would, I thought, you know, might get involved in it some way or another. Um, but then she got married and had a bunch of kids. And so that put an end to all that. But my youngest daughter, Kirsty, which I never thought would be the one when she was littler. And she always hated it and all of that. And she always said there was sibling. Um, I, I always favored sibling favoritism there because of she has to help me and me always dragging her to the races and things. And sometimes we overlook things, you know. I don't really think there was, but maybe there was. But anyway, she's the one now, and her son, she has a five-year-old son, and he just loves it. And they go everywhere, and they're they're really involved with it and uh, she she says we'll go down in the pits and we'll see these guys and she said you know they just don't talk very much and I said do you tell them who you are and she's like no and I said well next time you go down there I said tell them guys that you're going to see like Joe or I said any of them guys you see that FB sticker on their car I said tell them who you are and so a couple of weeks later, she they they went somewhere, Slyne or somewhere, and she noticed, I don't remember who it was, but she went up there and she said, I think you know my dad. And he said, and he said, oh, yeah. And she said, yeah, you know, my dad's dusty, you know, does FB designs. She said he talked to her for an hour. <laughs> you know, and I said, see, you're just not doing it right, you know. So, but anyway, it's a. Uh, and he's just ate up with it, man. He, uh, he, and that's cool. You know, it's cool to see one of your siblings, you know, follow in something that you're interested in. You know. Did you, uh, <laughs> you know, that you brought up FB Designs? Now, I know there's a story behind that name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the way that transpired, like I told you earlier. It first started off as DNAS, and then uh, I don't remember. We changed it a couple of times. but So then I came up with the idea I was going to play around and try to change it, but I didn't know what I was going to change it to. So Keith Campbell was racing down in Tulsa, and I uh, did his car. Some guy come up to him and said, hey, man, who did your car? And he said, well, he said, some fat be, you know, not boy, but the other word, up in up in Bartlesville. And so I first did that. And uh, then I thought, man, that's I can't do that because of the little kids and things. I didn't want little kids walking up to the car and say, Daddy, what does that say? You know? And uh, so I, I changed it. I changed it to Fat Boy. You know, we call it Fat Boy Designs now. And... Uh, uh so that that was kind of a funny thing that that's how that that's how that came about that's how that transpired that's how that got started that the the fat boy designs and then it progressed to the to the little fat guy on the logo in his socks and and uh, his pants popping and and so I have fun with it you know nobody's going to offend me by calling me fat cuz I, I, you know, I have a good time with it. So. Yeah, 
I always liked that design. It always cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we put it up. I put it on Keith's car, and he raced with it on there for one season, and it just got to bugging me because I was worried that you know I didn't I didn't I didn't want the little kids to uh, you know. So then, so that's why we eventually changed it. But and that's where it stayed after that. But yeah, I, I've had a lot of fun with it. And you know, I people say, you know. Well, you didn't see in your decal in, in my graphics, or you know, be sure to put your decal on there. But that decal don't really get me any work. The word of mouth is what gets me work from yeah. from the guys that I do. Because I I did Keith's car, and I had my name on both sail panels. He said, put your name on the sail panels and put it on the nose. I said, man, you don't want my name on there three places. And he goes, yeah. I go. He goes, I can't scan the car if it's not filled out and he said I ain't got nobody to go up there and I said well okay well you know if you get somebody sponsor you whatever we'll take that off and so the first night he was sitting in the pits and I'm sitting on the back of the trailer eating a, some chicken or something at Tulsa and some guy walks up walks all the way around the car looks at the car walks right up to Keith and goes man your car looks pretty good who lettered it and I thought really <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's when I knew right then that sticker don't do nothing for you, you know. Yeah, so, always, you know, it's a guy like me. You know, I think he's asked. I've got to say, hey, make sure you get the stickers on there because I need to put them on there. Yeah, it may not feel like it does enough for you, but you know, it makes me feel better that I know your name's on there. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I always tell the guys, you know, you don't have to put it on there because. You know, I, I don't want to take the place of somebody that's going to give you some money, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to that's going to help you out. Uh, so, you know, but I mean, most of them, and, and now I've incorporated some little ones, you know, and, and uh, you know, of course, you get the jokes from some of your guys, you know. I say, hey, I sent you a couple stickers. Where do you want me to put it on the bottom of the fuel cell? I say, I don't care. Put it somewhere, you know. But... Uh, I, I don't, you know, that sticker don't get me any business, and I don't know that the Facebook page does, you know. I think most of it comes word of mouth from the guys, you know. Yeah. They'll they'll tell their buddies, or their buddies will see the car, and uh, you know it that that that's where it comes. But um, no, I've enjoyed it, and it's been a good run, and and. I'm not going to stop doing it totally, but I have slowed the way down. So, but we'll still do the we'll still do the retro car. I'll look forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. I think it will. Uh, you know, a lot of people. I, I don't know. Uh, I showed all the pictures of the car, but the car actually had Monty Mouth on the hood. And oh, that, cool! <laughs> Dad always liked Monty Mouth, and for some reason he he put it on that car. And, and right on the hood, right, right in front of the air cleaner was where he had it. And that was pretty cool. And of course, we had um, his shop on there, and we had, uh, oh, Fran Barber's had a car wash. I think it was on there as well. And I'm trying to think what else he had on that car. But it was it was a neat-looking car. Matter of fact, it actually won the car show at Meeker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 
that was that was really cool. That that was one of the things that Dad wanted to make sure he wanted to win the car show, and he, he won the car show. <laughs> and I boy, did. Uh, I've done did a lot of wins in that car too. I've done several cartoon cars. We did a Binion's car um, for one of the guys at Meeker. I did uh, I did a Scooby Doo car for uh, a car at Enid this year. Um, done done a lot of cartoon cars, different cartoons and things on them. Uh, yes. theme, theme cars and and uh, like you said, retro cars and different things like that. That they're probably my favorite ones to do. They're, yeah. they're, they're more complicated sometimes, but because uh, trying to find, you know, make it make it flow right, you know, to where it don't just look like you backed up and threw a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, well, that, and of course, obviously, you're 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 doing a car that was originally painted originally. Yeah. You know, the, the numbers and the lettering and all that stuff was painted in, and you're doing it with the, with the you know with the stickers stuff like that. Yeah. That makes it a little different. You can do so much these with with the invention of the rap machines. You can you can do so so much now. Um, you know, different things. And there's there's just man, there's unbelievable guys out there. Some of the stuff I see just blows my mind. You know, and and I'm like, how in the world did they come up with that? You know, and and uh, because it's. It's definitely a thought process, and sometimes I can sit down and I can design a car in 30 minutes, and sometimes it takes me three days. If it just depends on where my mind's at and whether I can get it, and I'm not happy with it until I'm happy with it. And uh, a lot of times, I I'll go through a couple different designs before whoever I'm doing the design for sees it, because if I don't like it, they ain't seeing it. So. You know, um, and that can get you in trouble too when it, especially the real, real busy time of the year. You know, you can't, you can't be lollygagging around. You know. Well, maybe we just start on now. By the by, the time we get ready for it next year, we'll have it ready, right? <laughs> and you know, some of my guys do that, especially this year. It was great this year. I had, uh, I had probably. Seven or eight guys that contacted me before Christmas, and that's that's almost unheard of, yeah. you know. Said this is what we want to do this year and stuff, you know. And I love it when they when they contact me early like that because it gives me more time to more time to work work on it. Of course, this year it wasn't a problem, you know. And then once the virus hit, that that kind of killed everything, you know. Yeah. Slow, slow, slowed everything way down and. And then as soon as they said, "Oh, we're going to race," well, then then it turned into a crazy disaster for a couple of weeks. One of the reasons why I uh, want to do an ice talk, and there's, I want to do an ice talk, and I also want to do an ice talk to make it look like Dad's old car. And there's there's multiple. Them. Obviously, I want to make it look like Dad's car. Cause I just want to look like Dad's car back in the '80s. Because right. it's gonna be cool, but the other reason why I want to ice talk because Dad, you know, obviously know a lot of people know, but uh, his health hasn't been that great, and he always wanted to go to Boone, Iowa. Now he may not go get to go to Boone, Iowa, but seeing his grandson or his son go to Boone, Iowa, 
or you know, both of us go into Boone Island, I think it'd just make his day. And I think it'd also just it'll really just build his day if he's seen a car look like his and going to Boone. I I think it'd just I think you'd just love it. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Eldora. That's that's the one place I've always wanted to go watch a race. I just I I think that would be a really, really neat neat place to go and I don't get out much anymore. My health's not what it used to be, and um, I haven't been to any of this year. Of course, with the virus, I haven't been. But last yeah. year, I think I think I only went to one last year, and, and but I still keep in touch with everybody, and and I I have the race pass on my phone, and so I know pretty much when they get done, and a lot of my guys, you know. Uh, uh, they'll get a text from me, you know, in the middle of the night. Well, you know how things go, you know, or or this or that, you know, and and uh, I don't I I don't know if that makes any difference to them or not, but I always like to know how all my guys do, you know. Funny that you bring that up because uh, you know, obviously I got my race pass as well, and I got their lap times and all that on it, and uh, Chris Golden went to. Ardmore one night and I told him you need to run the top I said I think it'll help your car get you know it'll help your car go on the corners better you need to run a little higher well anyways he like I think it was the heat race no I'm sorry he ran he ran the heat race and I noticed he didn't do he didn't do too well and ain't too good in eight race, but I said, you didn't run high, did you? He goes, no. I said, all right, I'm telling you, you need in this B feature, you need to run high, you know, make your car go, it'll, it'll, your car will just be 10 times better. I said that you're putting your car in a bind, that car is real tight and it'll loosen that car up, it'll help you. So anyways, he goes out in the B feature and I'm watching lap times and, and obviously I know he's finished up because I'm watching the lap times. I called him on the phone. And I said, let me guess, lap four, you went high. He goes, are you here? I said, no. He goes, how the hell did you know I went lap four, I went high? I said, I can tell by your lap times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used, to, I used to go places, and after I quit helping anybody, after Keith, Keith was really the last one, that uh, Keith and Aubrey Swan, and I uh, – I would go places and I'd be in the pits and some I'd go talk to one of my guys and I'd be like, how's it going, you know, and they'd be like, oh, I'm struggling with this or that or the car won't turn in the middle or whatever. And and uh, so I'd say, okay, you know, I'd kind of ask them a few questions and then I'd go, hang on, and I'd pick my phone up, you know, and I'd call somebody. Or, yeah, oh, I'm such and such place. Well, i got a guy here, you know, he's fighting this, that, and, you know, whatever. They'd be like, well, you know, time to try this, 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 you know. So then I'd tell them. And uh, they'd be like, who was that? And I'd be like, well, that's Rodney Sanders, you know. And they'd be like, really? I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, just because I don't go to the races and I don't help somebody don't mean I don't have access to help. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, you know, it really it really blew his mind, you know, and and I was like, yeah, you know, like, you need something, let me know. I can probably find out something for you, you know. I think I yeah. even had a Rodney Sanders. 
uh, tip one time on a sport mod from from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> you know, it, and you know, usually I can I can find somebody that that will have had the same problem or is working through the same problem. And uh, of course, now it'd be a little harder. I'm not in touch with all the people that I used to be there for a while, but uh, and guys are a lot more. Guys are a lot more secretive about their stuff nowadays than they used to be. They 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 used to share a lot of that information, and I think it's got to be, you know, I think they don't share near as much as what they used to. Well, now they put reflective tape on their suspension. So people well, I know. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> pictures. I'm like, I never in my life thought about looking at a picture. like, I wonder what he's running. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I first seen that. When I first seen that, I was like, what in the world is that all about? And so the first thing I did is picked up the phone, you know, and I called one of my buddies and said, hey, man, you seen this? Yeah, I'm doing it on my car. Well, what are you doing that for? Well, that's because the guy sitting in the pits and, you know, taking these pictures, they can see what we're doing on our suspension. I'm like, get out of here, you know, but I I guess, you know, they can, so. Well, I guess you can zoom in enough now. and Well, the quality of the pictures has gotten really good, of course. There's great photographers out there. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're really clear pictures. So. Well, talking about that photography thing, a few years ago I bought me a camera because um, I realized I didn't have any pictures of me when I was growing up. I didn't have any pictures of my family. And I didn't have any pictures of my kids when they were little. And I said, I, I, I got to do something about that. You know, I'm... I want them to have some things, you know, after I'm gone. So I bought me a camera and started learning how to use it. And uh, the first call I made on what I needed to buy and what I I needed to do with it was to Mike Hoffman. And uh, you don't know how many conversations I've had with that man. And he's he's, he's always been great about helping me. Tell me, tell me anything I want to know. And so then uh, he talked to me into getting Photoshop. He said, you need to get Photoshop. I got Photoshop, started playing around, doing some pictures. And then uh, I got hooked up with Travis Bernard out there, takes pictures at the end and things. And, and so I did some pictures up and tried to help him sell some pictures, you know, just do different stuff with them. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy doing that, you know, and I'd like to be able to go and take my own, but uh, some of these photographers have Casey Cochran down at uh, Sepulpa, CC Racing Photos. She she lets me use any of her photos to, you know, which I always give them photo credit. I put their logo on there. I don't take, I don't, I don't claim the picture's mine, um, but, you know, hopefully they've been able to sell some of those. And in some ways, you know, I've helped them too because, um, and I know the racers like them, you know. So yeah. it, that that's a new avenue that I got into that that I kind of like. And it's funny as you talk about pictures. We talk about pictures. My dad is the pickiest person about pictures because I was like, "Hey, look at this picture! Look at this picture on my phone! Look at this picture on my phone!" And dad goes, "I don't want to see it on your phone. I want it in my hand." So I take my yeah. phone, I hand it to him. I said, there it is, in your hand. He goes, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I always got to make sure I go buy pictures for my dad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you know I used to try to do that every time I would go to Enid. Uh, you know I didn't have I didn't have a lot of money to spend on the big fancy ones, but I would always try to go hit Mike's table, and you know buy buy the little ones or something. I always tried to buy something every week, you know, because I knew he was out there, you know, giving his time, you know, doing stuff for the sport, and uh, and I I think he's helped Travis. I think Tra- I'm pretty sure Travis has told me he that he clued him in on some things to do in his photos and stuff. And Mike's just an all around really great guy. Yeah, you know that's some of the things when I went to Enid that was. You know, obviously, I do, we do have great photographers out there now, and I don't want nobody to be offended, but I, I do miss having Mike Hoffman out there, and that's because Mike Hoffman, Enid was Mike Hoffman. I mean, just, if you go to Enid, you're going to see Mike. And yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just for all the pictures and stuff, too. It was just, Mike was just part of it, you know? <laughs> oh, there's good ones out there. You, you know, you got Gary and Liz, and you got, Camber K out there doing them, and and uh, you know uh, the other Mike that shoots it at uh, Meeker, uh, Mike Howard. Uh, there's a lot of good photographers out there. Oh yeah, and, they're great. I mean, a lot of them done a lot for me. Yeah. You know, Gary and Liz did a great job with me when they ran the series with me. Dave Stukins, he actually uh, did some really good stuff and. And, of course, you know, like I said, Travis is out there. He's doing a really good job. Ashley Allison, Mike Howard. I mean, they're all great. All great. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because Gary, he was taking pictures at Longdale, and I, I, and I was taking some of his pictures of my guys, my guys only, guys that I did their cars. And so I would take his pictures. I would not remove his watermark. Uh, I even made a logo for him and sent it to him that he used for a while. I think he uses something different now. But uh, and then I think some other people got to using these pictures or something. And uh, but I was not altering the pictures. I was just adding like drivers' names and that they had won or different things, and then posting it on my own Facebook page. And uh, so then I heard that he, he had got upset, you know, and. Uh, so I called him up and I said, "Hey man, I didn't I didn't mean to cause any problems or anything." And he goes, "Oh, is that?" He said, "He said, now I'm not, you know, aggravated with anything you're doing, you know, because I never took his watermark or anything off of there." And uh, but you know, other people, I mean, yeah, they'll they'll take their pictures, you know, they'll 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 take them. And uh, Travis puts them up on his thing, and he don't have he don't. He don't have them passworded. He don't have them anything. I mean, they can just go on there and get them. And I asked him about that, and he said, ah, if they want them, they can have them, you know. And and hopefully they'll buy some along the way, you know. And and uh, but yeah, that that's a fun avenue for me. And and I've talked to Gary and Liz, and we've done some things together and stuff. And and Mike's Mike Howard, you know. I mean, most of them guys, I'll call them and say, hey man, can I have a this picture or that picture for my Facebook page, you know, I'm not going to sell it, not going to reproduce it, not going to do anything with it. And they're all great about, you know, sure, you know, they'll they'll send it to me or, or whatever, 
you know. They all have been good with that. Uh, yeah. Of course, this year, obviously, uh, scale of senior year in high school. So I've actually already talked to Gary that I wanted him and Liz to actually go do do his, his senior pitchers. I wanted to get some good ones at the racetrack, but obviously, you know, yeah. I'd be wanting some little bit more formal <laughs> pitchers as well. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Taking, well, somewhat looking forward to it. I, like I just told my wife uh, over the weekend, you know, if I graduated in 2000, I, I would never have thought 21 years later I would have my, I would have one graduating college and one graduating high school the same year. Yeah. Yeah, and any of the, you know, any of them guys out there that wants, you know, especially pictures made or whatever, you know, get with Travis, uh, get with me, uh, get with Casey, any of them, you know, you want something different, something special, I'd be glad to do it for you. Um, you know, I just, and really anybody, as long as you purchase the picture, uh, you know, and, and we're not taking it off the internet somewhere and, because them guys are spending their money and their time to go do that. So, you know, I don't I don't want to take somebody's pictures that I don't have the okay to to uh manipulate or whatever, but uh, if any of them guys out there that uh and I have I have a lot on my on my Facebook page, you know, if somebody wants to see some of the stuff I've done. But if they if they want anything, yeah, I'll just contact me on my Facebook page or or get a hold of Travis from one of them and let me know, and we'll take care of you. That's on your FB Design page. Yeah, it's on there, and it's also on my personal page too. Yeah. So, and well, uh, well, I try to keep my I try to keep my personal page more um, toward family and things like that. But I got a lot of racers on there, mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, you know, they they can look me up either way, and and uh, just get a hold of me or call me or. You know, whatever, and I'll fix them up something if they want something. But, hey, listen, I'm going to have to get off here. I haven't done the family supper thing yet, so I'm going to have to do that. But I enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. We'll have to do some more of it. And like I said, uh, well, we'll do it again sometime, and, and I'll work. When i got a little more time, uh, I'll I'll work on – man, i got a lot of stories. Um, I'll – I'll, I'll work on some stories that I can tell some good stories. I might have to write a couple of them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have to write a couple of them down so I can remember. But uh, I not, I mean, I just got a lot of stuff that we could go. I could fill two or three hours full of, of stuff of different things. But yeah, we might do that again some night. Maybe we can bring somebody else on with us. And I got, I got a couple few guys that I could bring on here that we could, uh, we could razz a little bit. Might be kind of fun so but oh, thanks for calling me and thanks for giving me the opportunity and, and uh we'll do it again all right man sounds good have a good one all right thanks to you well that was another edition of the thirsty thursday for heartland dirt racing management um keep uh, checking back we'll have some more episodes here coming soon thank you